What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Pit Podcast, your daily podcast covering the Pittsburgh Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And folks, as usual today, we will be talking about the Pitt Spring game, the preview game for the Pitt Spring games, first one we've had since the Peach Bowl a few months ago. So we will talk about all the teams. We will talk about what to look out for. We will talk about every single thing we can. Of course, I'll give you a little bit of a prediction in a game that's not of much high stakes. All of it coming up today on today's Spring Game Preview on Locked on Pitt. Our Locked On Pit, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast. And as always, thank you for making the Locked On Pit Podcast your first listen every day, folks. We always appreciate that. If you are watching this on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, turn on the notification bell, do all of those great things. If you are listening to this, make sure to leave a review, give feedback, and not make the show as good as possible without everyone here. Now, folks, we have a good bit to talk about. So much to talk about in terms of the spring game. I want to go over the big points of view today from – maybe a team perspective and also some interesting constructive team things I, I have from these teams. Um, but I also want to make sure that we are going to do two episodes today because we are going to do two episodes today. We're also going to talk a little bit uh, player-centric stuff. That will be the next episode. Today's going to be a little bit of player stuff, but it's also going to be more so team-oriented stuff. But let, let's break down, I think, the first thing to do here is to break down a few interesting things, and that is – the team constructions, uh, because I find this very interesting. So the gold team itself has three quarterbacks. The blue only has two quarterbacks. Now that's something to take into account when you're talking about playing time. How much is Keaton Slovis going to play? How much is Eli Kasanovich going to play for the blue team? That'll be something to look for. How much is Nick Patty going to play? That is something to look forward to. You also look at linebackers, specifically outside linebacker, not super deep. At all. Uh, so you have guys like Servasia Dennis that are going to be playing outside. You have guys like, for example, Bengali Kamar, who are going to play a lot more than they usually would uh, in a spring game because there are a lot of injuries. Uh, you have Marquand Pope out, get Buddy Mack out. So you have a lot of players that are out. Um, in terms of guys that are going to be out, Tyler Bentley, Judson Talendier, Buddy Mack, Javante Royal, Jake Cradle, Branson Taylor, Taylor Brooks. For the blue team, for the gold team, Marquand Pope, Stephon Hall, Gabe Hoy, Owen Drexel, Rodney Hammond, Nate Yarnell, Terrence Moore. And so this is kind of going to be interesting now because I feel like a lot of the areas where we would have competition are actually really thin. It feels like a lot of the guys are injured or not playing. Um, so this gives us an overview and some things to watch um, in terms of battles, I think, specifically to go through each team. I just want to talk about specific battles I think we need to look for uh, on these teams. First of all, that gold team, I think the right side of this offensive line is going to be something to really watch. We have Ryan Jacoby starting, and then we have Ryan Bear. You're probably going to have those guys starting right tackle 
and right guard with Carter Warren and Marcus Minor likely starting on the left side. So that's going to be extremely interesting to me. What are these guys going to look like? We've heard a lot of hype about Ryan Bear, a big pedigree type of guy coming into the system. And then you also have the opposite in terms of Brian Jacoby, who's a transfer, who's also been heavily hyped up. So we have guys here that are very thought of well in terms of their systems, in terms of the team. This is going to be a really good duo to watch. If there is a place where Pitt's going to make in-grounds in terms of changing up the offensive line, these two could be very significant to that. So the goal team, I think when you look on the offensive side of the football, aside from the obvious, which is, okay, Nick Patty, how's he going to look and what he, what's he going to do? That's going to be something to look forward to. I do think, though, going to the quarterbacks, I found a quote by Pat Norduzzi very interesting yesterday. And it was that they have more freedom to do things to the line of scrimmage than they ever had before in a spring game. This is what I was talking about on Wednesday, right? When we talked about Slovis versus Patty and Slovis himself, what was the thing we talked about? What are they going to do pre-snap? Are they going to point out protection calls? Are they going to point out, you know, leverage rules? Are they going to point out this, this, this? Uh, you know, are they going to slide protection? Are they going to change the play? They're going to have freedom at the line of scrimmage. This is huge. This is going to be something to watch. Who's going to have more confidence to do things at the line of scrimmage? Who's going to really take that by the reins? The answer could be no one, of course. But who's really going to come in and step up and say, that's my stuff. I am the leader of this offense. I am the quarterback. I am going to call out things. I am going to step up in a big way. This is the big part of the offensive game plan for both teams. Keaton Slovis, Nick Patty. Who is going to step up and put that pre-snap acumen to use? That will be one of the biggest storylines of this entire game. Period. Period. One of the biggest storylines of this entire game, and rightfully so, right? Because this is a, such a important step for this team to take that next step, if you will. And, and the team is going to only go as far as the quarterback's going to lend them to. And so if they can take that next step, that will be important. So whoever it is, whether it's Slovis or whether it is Patty, it's going to be important to see which one of them steps up in a mental aptitude place. And then, of course, you don't have Nate Yarnell playing. Davis Bevel was gone. He transferred. So you have guys like Joe Yellen, Jake Frantel, and Eli Kasanovich. Not a ton of intriguing stuff. Yarnell would be an interesting player to watch. But maybe you can see something in one of these walk-ons. Frantel, only a redshirt freshman, could be interesting. Um, in, in terms of the receiver room, not a ton of competition going on here. Wayne and Mumfield pretty good and solidified in there. But you also have Gavin Thompson and Miles Alston. Uh, interested to see what they do. I think the other big thing on the offensive side of the football in this game for both sides is going to be the tight end room. Um, I think that... Gavin Bartholomew is not going to play a ton. I think he's going to play a little bit because he's going to have to prove to them how much he can run the, the true tight end route tree. Um, but Jake Renda, Trevor Faulkner on the gold team, that will be interesting to watch. Only two tight ends on that team. You have four tight ends on the blue team, though, between Gavin Bartholomew, Kmar Mimes, Cole Mitchell, and Kai Wright. You have four on that team, so that will be interesting to see how those guys work out. I'm very interested to see how everyone on that side of the ball, especially on the blue team, 
ends up looking. Kmar Mimes, a redshirt senior now. This is do or die for him. Can he step up in a big way, or is it going to go to one of the younger guys? And you have plenty of young guys here. We haven't seen Kai Wright play a ton because of the injuries. Um, and so Cole Mitchell, Jake Renda, the two young guns in that room, the redshirt freshmen, Trevor Faulkner, the Air Force transfer, that's going to be another big thing to watch. The center battle's not going to be as forefronted in this game, unfortunately. Again, that is something that I've really been looking forward to, seeing Drexel versus Moore versus Cradle, whoever can play there, Zubovich can play there. But we will have Matroski and Oltzman starting at center in this game, uh, likely maybe with a little bit of Zubovich, but I wouldn't expect a ton of Blake Zubovich in this game in that regard. So the center competition is going to be pushed back to the summer a little bit, but plenty to watch on this team. Uh, forefront, the quarterbacks, how much they take in operation. Uh, receivers, kind of a little bit of, of sugaring uh, in that room. You know, Bradley versus Barden. Uh, Copeland, how much can he step into that room? Uh, so that will be interesting to see, um, but not a ton of peppering throughout that entire room. Uh, your position is very good, and I think people are going to be impressed by it. And then you have running back, which is also pretty set. No Rodney Hammond, but interesting to see what Daniel Carter will come out with. I'm excited to see him reportedly having a very strong spring for the Panthers. Now let's move over to the defensive side of the football a little bit. Let's talk about some of the potential storylines on that side. But first, let me let you guys know about Built Bar. Because if you want a protein bar that tastes great, but also has all the health benefits in the world, Built Bar is that for you. Built Bar has the only protein-infused marshmallow and called the Built Bar Puffs. Yes, the first ever protein-infused marshmallow that's covered in 100% real chocolate, just like all Built Bars are. They're all covered in 100% real chocolate, so they taste great. They can replace your candy bars because they also have all the health benefits of a usual protein bar. They are low in calorie, low in net carbs, low in sugar, high in protein. You get all of the benefits of a protein bar while having the exquisite taste of a candy bar. And so Built Bar is the perfect mesh of two worlds. So folks, all you have to do is go to Built.com right now. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Use Built.com. Use the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off at Built.com. Back to the Lockdown Podcast, we're continuing to talk through some of these rosters and some of the overall storylines, I feel like, for this game and what you want to see. Again, you want to see on the offensive side of the ball, you really want to see those tight ends step up in a big way, see those guys kind of spread their wings overall, and you want to see this quarterback room, Patty and Slovis, who's going to step up from a pre-snap standpoint. I think those are the two big things offensively, and then the other minor storyline I think here is Jacoby and Bear. Uh, you're not going to see a ton of other guys outside of that. Gonsalves and Zubovich obviously are going to be two guys I think that will be interesting to watch, but probably not as much in the forefront. You kind of know what you're getting Gonsalves uh, and Zubovich. You've seen both of those guys play already. Haven't seen a lot of Jacoby and have not seen a lot of Ryan Bear. So those two will be very interesting to watch on the offensive line as we might get some change there. Now let, let's talk a little bit more about the defensive side of the ball because I think this one gets a little bit more interesting. The linebackers are obviously going to be the numero uno, number one storyline of the defense in this game, and for good reason. And now, again, we talked about it. There's going to be a lot of guys that won't play. There's not going to be a lot of guys that play, and it's going to be a shorter 
type of rotation because you don't have Buddy Mac, you don't have Marquand Pope, which sucks. You wanted to see Marquand Pope probably. You wanted to see some of those guys, but you won't. So instead, you're going to have Brandon George starting in the inside. You're going to have Sarasi Dennis probably playing at star for the blue team, and then you're going to have Bengali Kamara starting at money. And now Bengali Kamara is going to be the big one to watch on the blue team, of course. And so he will be the circled player on that team. Uh, how does he kind of step into that role? Also kind of interested to see how Brandon George does in a starting role uh, over there, the leader in the middle of the defense. I'm really interested to see how he does, if he's improved in coverage. Because, uh, again, I think he's a guy that has always been kind of very smart and heady and ready to go from that perspective. But has he improved the other stuff around it? Has he improved his lateral quickness and stuff like that? I think that'll be very important to watch as well heading into this game. I'll also look at, in terms of the goal team, I, I think we have a lot of interesting parallels as well here because plenty of talented guys on that team in that linebacker room, but a lot more question. Now, Jackson Henry's going to get a chance to start here likely, but you have guys like Shane Simon, Solomon DeShields, and Aiden Henningham on this team, and we don't really know a lot about Aiden Henningham, right? So that's going to be, I think, a very fun one to watch. He'll probably play at the star a little bit, but we'll get a lot of Solomon DeShields. We'll get a lot of Shane Simon. So if you wanted to get a lot of these guys and see what they could do, you're going to get that. So this linebacker room is going to be the biggest thing. And the biggest thing you're going to want to see is some level of consistency in these guys. You want to gauge their skill sets. You want to gauge to what they're able to do coverage-wise, blitz-wise, how they're utilized. That'll be the important thing to watch from these guys. Um, and so this room is going to be key. This is going to be the key to making this defense churn. We know the D-line is probably going to be great. We know the secondary will probably be good, although there are some questions there as well, and that will be the next topic, of course. But this linebacker room, it's a shorter linebacker room, but you have Shane Simon, Solomon DeShields, Aiden Henningham, and Bengali Kamara to watch. And those guys will be the key to watch. These will be the four guys I will be watching the most on the defensive side of the football to see what they bring to the table. Now, overall, as a team, I'm also looking for how these guys work in run defense because you have such a different change. How are they going to communicate with run fits? How does it look right away? Did they look polished? Did they look a little messy? That'll be important to watch as well. Run defense was one of the best things they had going for them last year, made teams one-dimensional. That's always been the goal of Pat Narduzzi's scheme, but are they going to be able to do the same thing this year? Is a second level going to be good enough to do that? Now, I think here, looking at the defensive line, doesn't Alexander won't play in this game. But I think you have a lot of really fun players to look at. And again, this isn't a concern. Now, maybe one thing you want to look at is the maybe another defensive tackle stepping up to no Tyler Bentley, which can give kind of room for a guy like DeAndre Jules, Elliot Donald, JoJo Belgrave um, to step up in a big way. You can also get maybe Sean Fitzsimmons. You're going to see him on the blue team. Uh, so I think it's going to be fun to see some of these defensive tackles step up. And maybe if there's going to be a guy that can crack into that rotation, obviously the starters are going to be Cansey. Uh, and Green and Danielson, you'll have those guys obviously playing there at defensive tackle. But is there going to be a fourth guy that cracks the rotation? If the, so, who is it going to be? DeAndre Jules, probably the early favorite to do that. But Elliot Donald right there. And then I think defensive end is, again, this defensive line is really good. It's more so going to be about stepping up into the role. So there's not a lot of playing time that's going to be truly available here on the defensive line, which is obviously because of how deep it is and how everyone came back, but there are guys to look for. Bambrina is going to be really fun to look for. I think Sam Okanlola, the freshman, is going to be someone to watch out for. And you also have someone else like, a, for example, on the other side, you have Dayon Hayes stepping into his third year, Nakai Johnson, Sam Williams. 
you have a lot of really good players there to look forward to. So I don't think it's more so about who's going to step up. I think it's more so about watching these guys and, and having a lot of fun because this is a really good defensive line room that you should feel really good about if you're Pitt. Charlie Partridge has just done such a phenomenal job of getting Pitt's defensive line ready to go. The trenches are Pitt's strength and are the big thing that they look for in their defense overall. Now, the secondary is going to be interesting because there's a few things to watch for. First of all, the fourth cornerback. You expect the top three to be Devonshire, Marquez Williams, and A.J. Woods. But there are other guys that could step up into that role. Um, you're going to have Rashad Battle on the gold team, for example. Um, the blue team, rather, um, is Rashad Battle on. You have Rashad Battle there, you have Ryland Gandy there, and you have Noah Biglow there. So those three guys are going to be one of those guys competing for that four spot, right? Can they force their way into that rotation? That'll be something to watch. And I think really the big one to watch there is Rashad Battle. Played at safety last year. Injuries kind of held him back. Could never really get his foot under him. So this is going to be big for him. Can he be that guy? I, I think he will be one to watch. Rylan Ganny's had a really great spring, apparently. He will be someone to watch. But this cornerback room, do they have another sticky guy? If someone gets hurt, do they have someone else they can rely upon? On the other side, you also have someone like Tamari and Crumpley. Now, this this is a room that on the goal team's going to have Williams and Devonshire. But you're also going to get some looks at Javon Lewis. But Tamari and Crumpley, the redshirt freshman from Ohio, is going to be really interesting to watch. I think he will be someone to look for as well. You also obviously do have a long snapper battle coming in here with James Finneran and Byron Long, uh, or Byron Floyd, rather. Um, so these guys are, are going to battle out for the long snapper spot with no Cal out of my back. So pass to find a long snapper. But that cornerback room specifically is going to be something to really look forward to um, because you got to get someone to step up in that fourth role. And who is it right now? Early favorite probably says it's Rashad Battle, but Gandy's having a great spring. Bingalow had a lot of flashes last year in the spring game. Crumpley's a guy with good traits. And then you also have safety as well. Who's going to be the third safety? Who's going to be the backup safety? Khalil Anderson moves from corner to free safety this year. Can he be the backup guy there? Can he get a little bit of playing time? That'll be the question. You also have Javon McIntyre and P.J. O'Brien starting on the same team. These, this is the future of that position, if you will. Those two guys are very interesting. So a big-time watch for O'Brien and McIntyre. I'm very interested to watch those guys. And on the other side, you have Khalil Anderson. I think the safety room is going to be interesting to watch as well. Those depth pieces in the secondary are going to be something to look for on the defense. And it's going to be really fun because I think, you know, with this receiver room, you're going to get tested a lot. Especially because, you know, a guy like Battle is going to be going up against a guy like Kanata Mumfield and Jared Wayne. So you're going to have guys that are tested a lot. I'm certain that's going to be one of the biggest things Pat Narduzzi and his defense are going to be looking out for in this game. Now, folks, I want to give you an overall team view, things I'm looking for from a team perspective, not just a position-by-position position perspective, things I want to see from the team overall. And then I want to give you a little bit of a prediction, breakdown how I might see this going down. It's a spring game, but all in the name of good fun but still folks let me let you know about betonline.net because betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information find all the latest sports developments including this week's masters championships odds podcasts and reviews for all the different leagues this season betonline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information needs including live betting esports and scores head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action bet online where the game starts
spring game preview for Pitt and things to look for. Now, on a team scale, we talked a little bit about the specific positions to look at. But I think there's lots to look for in terms of the offense. Frank Signetti, how are we going to see here? What is the base stuff of Frank Signetti's offense? This is going to be one of the biggest things to watch for, I think, in the entire game. Because you're going to look at what do they run a lot of? Do they run a lot of outside zone? Because you're not going to learn a ton about this team, obviously. But you can 100% learn a little bit about are you going to run a lot more wide zone? Are you going to work a lot more action off that wide zone? What is the bread and butter of your scheme? Is it triangle reads? Is it play action? And Frank Signetti's scheme has taken on a lot of different forms over the years compared to where his personnel is. So this is going to be interesting because this, in my opinion, tells us the first overall direction, the building blocks of where everything is going. We will see in this spring game. We're not going to be revealing too much of the minutia, but the base philosophy, you will see it. And if it is outside zone, play action, stuff like that, we will see it. This is going to be something to watch. How does Frank Signetti accentuate the offense? And more importantly, personnel groupings. Again, this is not a tell-all, if you will, at this point in the season, but something to look for. Who are they going to be putting on the field more? Three wide receiver sets. Are they going to try 12 personnel? And some of it can be a function of, say, okay, we just have four tight ends on the one team, so we're going to play a lot more 12 personnel, which is okay. But also personnel groupings, how they mix and match, what they're going to do, what they're going to try and do out of 12 personnel, what they're going to try and do out of 11 personnel. You can get preliminary things on this and try to get a little bit into that minutia and try to see into what they're trying to do. And this is the basis, essentially, of what I'm trying to get at with Frank Signetti. We get to see his base offensive philosophy, what his plan is, how much he wants to use an H-back, for example, stuff like that. You get to see some of that base level stuff. And so Frank Signetti working with Keaton Slovis going to be really interesting. And I'm really going to look at how those two work together. First of all, how he's going to ease the things on, on Keaton Slovis with his late eyes and all that, and that being an issue, how do you ease his job? Or is this a game where you try and get Keaton Slovis to do as much as he can? That's also a possibility, right? You want to get Keaton Slovis out of his comfort zone. It's a spring game. It is a low stakes game where you want to see him do as much as he possibly can at this point, at this juncture, at this point in the process, you really want to see him go and do as much as he can mentally and try to coach that up. We'll see. And if he can do that, that'll be a test. So that's something to watch from an entire scheme standpoint, entire team standpoint. From the defensive side, there's not a lot you can glean from here because the defense is what it is, right? Now, the question is going to be, and I think this is going to be interesting because I think Pitt has a lot of good athletes offensively now. So you can simulate a certain type of game against a team like a Miami now, for example, because you as an offense specifically have really great athletes. And Pitt has grown into the acumen a little bit more, and they will continue to grow into the acumen where the raw talent, the raw stars, they're going to start creeping up a little bit. And we're starting to see it a little bit here. But the athleticism, this is an athletic offense. So tackling, open field tackling. How's the open field tackling going to look for Pitt? Because that in the two losses last year that they suffered in the regular season, those were the two biggest issues. Tackling, and of course the Western Michigan one was more a, a schematic disaster as well. But the Miami loss was largely due to poor tackling from Pitt's secondary. That will be something to watch. 
the tackling, 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 tackling. Can this defense take another step forward? They won't be able to without the tackling concerns being put away. So with the athleticism and the speed that Pitt brings up and down the depth chart, it's going to be something to watch. They can really stress them out a little bit. I would like to see a few short things happening just to test the tackling ability of Pitt's defense. That'll be something I look out for. I'll also look at some of the protection uh, from the offensive line. I want to see how they deal with stunts, specifically the younger guys. How does that right side of the line with Jacoby and Bear handle stunts coming from some more veteran guys, right? That will be very important to me. Um, how do you communicate on the offensive line? You don't have one of your true centers, right? So how do you, how does this happen? How do you handle what is going to be one of the better defensive lines in college football? Very important in that area as well. So I'm looking forward to seeing how they handle stunts. Um, and then overall, in this offense, I'm very interested to see the, the route tree that Frank Signetti puts on these guys. Are we going to see a more deep, robust route tree? Are we going to see double moves? Are we going to see posts? Are we going to see more you know, curls? How basic are we going? How vanilla are we going here? I anticipate they'll go somewhat basic. But I don't think they're going to go crazy basic. I think they're going to try and test some of these guys to push the envelope a little bit. And so it's going to be something to look at overall. These are some of the needs. I want tackling from the defense. I want to see how the, the offense line picks up their stunts. I want to see how the defense is really going to deal with some of these athletes offensively. And I want to see how the quarterbacks are going to work in Frank Signe's scheme and how he's going to accentuate their strengths, specifically Keaton Slovis. That is the big storyline to me. Frank Signetti and Keen Slovis, how are we meshing them together? How are we working through Keen Slovis' weaknesses? And how are we trying to help him out? And more importantly as well, when you give Keaton Slovis the long leash in this game to make some of the different reads he has to make at the line of scrimmage, how does he step up and make the big-time plays? Does he Is he able to get things pre-snapped? Are you giving him enough freedom? Are you giving Nick Patty more freedom? I think that'll be interesting, and we'll be able to lean into some thought process here behind the coaching staff and what they're seeing with this team overall. Now, prediction time. Okay, it's it's not always easy to do this. Obviously, the blue team last year, you know, had Nick Patty, and, and this year, Keaton Slovis is now on that blue team. And so they have, you know, Slovis, you're not going to see a lot of Addison, but they had Bradley and Barden. But also that defense for the blue team is really solid. It really is. But the gold team has a lot of interesting players. A good D-line because it's just so deep. But you also have Wayne, Kanata Mumfield. You have two of the starting three running backs, if you will, and Nick Paddy. I think Nick Paddy might get more playing time. I'll go probably here with the gold team because I think Nick Paddy is going to play a little bit more than Keaton Slovis. You got some experienced guys on the offensive line on that left side, on his blind side. And I think I like what they have here on defense in their two corners. So I'm going to go with the gold team. I'll go 24-17 to 17 in favor of the gold team here in this scrimmage we'll see but a very fun spring game coming up for Pitt, coming off the acc championship we'll see what they can do heading in to 2022-23 will be a very important season for pat narduzzi and his staff all right folks as, as i said we're going to do two episodes today so i'm going to do a more player centric episode next talk about guys i'm really looking excited to see going to talk about breakout players we're going to do all of that as well in this next episode and as always thank you for listening to locked on Pitt, and as always hail to Pitt.